Welcome everyone. I'm Siri Vaith, Executive Director of the Cystic Fibrosis Research Institute or CFRI, and I am thrilled to be here with you this evening to honor and celebrate our CF heroes. I love this part of the annual conference when we take the time to acknowledge people in our community who have contributed above and beyond the call of duty, not only to CFRI, but to all those with CF. CFRI is able to provide such a wide range of programs and services and fund innovative research at institutions throughout the country due to the efforts of a nationwide core of volunteers. And this is true of our conference. Tremendous efforts by our volunteers make this CFRI event possible. And at this time, while you can't see them, I just want to say their names to thank the volunteers of CFRI's conference committee. And that would be Issa Stenzel Burns, Barbara Curry, Ann Robinson, Francine Bion, and Jane Mitchell. And I know if they could hear you, your applause for these women would be deafening. I can tell you they have been planning this event since right after last year's event ended. I also wanna recognize CFRI's board of directors and members of staff for their dedication and passion. I have spent my entire career in the nonprofit realm and I have never worked with such a cohesive, thoughtful, mission-driven group. I am grateful every day for all that we accomplished together. Thank you. We've shared moments of silence at the conference. This morning we did, yesterday evening we did, uh, to honor those who've lost their battles to CF. And while this is an evening of celebration, we also wanna take a moment to recognize recent losses within our CFRI family people whose positive impact has been felt within our organization for decades and whose loss is keenly felt by all who knew them. In May, Rob Robinson passed away from idiopathic pulmonary fibrosis. Rob was the husband of CFRI's first hired executive director, Ann Robinson, who all of us know and love, and they're the parents of Carl, who lives with CF. Tirelessly committed to CFRI and the advancement of CF research, Rob served on CFRI's research advisory committee for decades. We'll miss his intellect, wit, and energy. And then a month later, last month, we lost Dee Roanhouse, who's been a part of CFRI's family for over 30 years. Mike Roanhouse served as president of CFRI's board for many, many years in succession. He and Dee are the parents of Becca, who lives with CF. And we send our healing, loving thoughts to uh, both the Robinson and Roanhouse families. So now I thank you all for joining me in a moment of silence to honor all of our friends and loved ones who, that we have lost recently. Thank you. So I do hope that everyone is enjoying the conference, including the amazing presentations, just phenomenal, every single one, and the very active community chats. I think this might be the only conference where in the chat box you see a reference to mRNA colonics, but... <laughs> That's our group, that's our community. As you all know, we're able to offer this event at no cost to attendees, thanks to the generous support of our sponsors. Um, and so it is my honor to gratefully acknowledge them this evening. We'll start off recognizing our premier sponsor, Vertex Pharmaceuticals. And we have a message from Suzanne Tandon uh, that will go now. <laughs> Hi everyone, my name is Suzanne Tandon from the Vertex Patient Advocacy Team. Vertex is a proud sponsor of CFRI's 35th National Cystic Fibrosis Education Conference. I'd like to share a brief video that we created 
to help illustrate how the CF community is at the core of everything we do. I hope you enjoy the conference. The day starts with thinking about you, the people who count on us, the people who have shared your experiences with us. And it's these stories that show us what could be, that if we're relentless, we can impact lives. You share how your day-to-day -day revolves around rigorous battles with a disease. You're the expert, the blueprint for the work. We're partners in innovation and collaborators on development. Helping to move the science forward, you're a clear reminder that what we do matters. Working hard to bring transformative medicines to those who need them. When an experiment fails, we start again. When you need solutions, we strive to create them. Because for you, your family, and community, soon is never soon enough. Someday, we hope to go from a disease managing you to you managing your disease. To live a life full of possibilities, celebration, and adventure. At Vertex, it's for you. Thank you very much to Vertex for all their support. So we usually have sort of a, a regular rhythm to this event um, in the order in which we do uh, the awards. But uh, tonight we're gonna mix it up because uh, two of our people who are participating are actually not here. They are down at the uh, Transplant Olympics. So we're gonna mix things up and we're going to present the seventh annual CFRI Partners in Living Award in memory of Annabelle Stenzel. We're gonna do that now instead of later. For those of you who didn't know uh, Annabelle, Anna was a beloved member of our community, a strong woman with CF who lost her battle with cancer in 2013, cancer that was CF-related uh, post-transplant. Anna became involved with CFRI in 1990 after moving with her twin sister, Isa to the San Francisco Bay Area to attend Stanford University. She first volunteered at CFRI's CF camp, then the retreat, and she ultimately chaired that committee. After her first lung transplant, Anna joined CFRI's board of directors, serving as secretary. And she remained a leader on the board, even as she went through the challenges of rejection and ultimately a second lung transplant. And I had the distinct honor of serving on the board for those 10 years with her. Anna is missed by the entire CFRI community and we are delighted to honor her with this award. The recipient, of the Partners in Living Award in memory of Annabelle Stenzel is selected by CFRI's Board of Directors. And to be considered, one must be a person with CF, have supported CFRI through volunteer and or fundraising efforts and embody the qualities embodied by Anna. And that, those included courage, initiative, determination, adherence to medical regimen, community service, and positive coping. Anna was all those things. And so now to present the award, I am going to turn the virtual mic over uh, to Issa Stenzel Burns, Anna's twin. Uh, and Anna is, this, is with this year's award recipient right now at the Transplant Olympics. So congratulations to you both for being there. And Issa, please take it away. Thanks. Thank you so much, Siri. I'm sorry for the background noise, but we are in downtown San Diego. It's very appropriate. 
appropriate to be here at the Transplant Games of America with Sonia because this was one of the other passions in Anna's life besides CFRI. Anna loved to compete, to train, to build up her potential physically and um, gather community and create this joyful uh, team. And so we're part of Team Northern California, Nevada. And it is my great honor and privilege to, um, to present this award to Sonia Haggett, who has been a long time friend, almost like 30 years um, over, over the decades with CFRI. And it truly is a very appropriate um, to present this award to Sonia because Anna's award and who she stood for, what she stood for was passion, achievement, uh, service, dedication to helping others, um, being involved in the CF community, and um, making the most of the life that we have, as well as, of course, positive, sorry about that, positive coping. Um, and Sonia exemplifies all of these traits and especially as a licensed clinical social worker, she was able to get her degree and pursue a job of service for those who are mentally ill and in need of support uh, before her transplant. And I've witnessed Sonia's growth and development over decades um, in terms of taking care of herself as she could, she can to be alive and strong and well. So um, in honor of Anna and her memory, uh, I'm so grateful to continue her legacy through people like Sonia. Thank you very much, Sonia. Congratulations. Thank you. Thank you. Um, I must say, oh, you can talk. Oh, okay. I must say, this was not uh, what I had planned uh, in, in terms of this is not the atmosphere I was planning to uh, give my acceptance speech, but. Um, nonetheless, this is a great place to do it because I feel like this is the living spirit of the award. I am out here. I'm living my life. I am uh, participating in community. I am creating community at the end of the day, and I am additionally supporting my community. Yesterday morning, I spent the day, um, or I spent, I spent the time cheering on my friends who were winning medals and swimming, and um, yeah. I guess, you know, I wouldn't be where I am today without my friends, without my friends that I made at CF Camp and CF Retreat. They taught me how to live. They taught me how to balance, you know? They taught me humility to learn to like, you know, give it up and give it to the doctors when I couldn't do it myself. So, yeah, it's been a wonderful community to be a part of, to help make sense and to make meaning of my life. And um, I believe that it, you know there's there's a direct connection between my choice of professions and the experiences that I had at CF camp and CF retreat as a young adult. So. Um, yeah, I, what I've done at this point is I have taken my training and my professional experience in mental health and translated it into something meaningful, something substantial that I, were, that I can use to serve my community. 
Um, and yeah, I've been on the board in the past uh, when I was much younger. And I have volunteered over the years. I've been part of the community, uh, or, or excuse me, I'm sorry, I'm a little distracted. Uh, yeah, I've been a part of the committee that organizes retreat. And I'm so grateful to my donor into my community to have been able to do all of this stuff. My life is full, my health is good, and I have wonderful people around me. This weekend, I've been with Anna and Issa's family, surrounded by, by humor, uh, uh, let's see. Chaos. Chaos, um, and lots of smiles. So I feel very blessed at this particular moment, and I also feel that, you know, I'm in a place in my life where I am embodying the spirit of this award. And I wouldn't have been able to say this a while back. So I part pardon my emotion. Um, but this is this is where I am right now. And uh, I'm just gonna say thank you. Thank you, Anna. Thank you, Lisa. Thank you, CFRA. And thank you to all of my loved ones in my community. Sonia, you do embody this award and we are just so honored. The board of directors has said this is an award that really comes from CFRI's board of directors and they just really wanted to honor and recognize you for all you do and how you contribute to all those around you. So thank you, thank you. Thank you. Congratulations. Thank you. <laughs> Big hearts. Go win your medals. <laughs> indeed, indeed. We'll be cheering her on. Yes, we're all sending. I'll be cheering her on. <laughs> oh, well, congratulations! So, so very, very well deserved. Um, thank, you. thank you. So now we're gonna keep swinging back and forth between sponsor recognition and um, awards. So at this time, I wanna thank Genentech, our sustaining sponsor. Um, and I'm pleased to share a message from Dr. Jennifer Shedden of Genentech. Hello, I am Dr. Jennifer Shedden, the diversity engagement lead from Genentech. And on behalf of our organization, we would like to welcome you to the 2022 CFRI Education Gala. As you all know, Genetech has been committed to those living with cystic fibrosis for over 25 years. As we look into the future, we are investing in strategies to ensure we are meeting the needs of all cystic fibrosis patients, especially those that are in the underrepresented populations. We look forward to partnering with CFRI as we embark in this collective mission for the future. Tonight, it's going to be a wonderful evening, definitely. We're going to be able to collaborate and continue to see each other and engage as we always have, and especially the fact that we're going to be celebrating outstanding members of the cystic fibrosis community. We will be honoring the inspirational adult with cystic fibrosis, as well as the 2022 CFRI, CF researcher, CF professional, and CFRI volunteer. So I hope everybody has a great time and I hope to meet you guys sometime in person in the near future. And many thanks 
to, oops, I'm, hopefully I'm unmuted. <laughs> Many thanks to Genentech. So next we have quite a treat. Um, last night, we heard from the brilliant Stephanie Strafty and she presented on phage therapy. And during her amazing presentation, she actually talked about Mallory Smith. And we saw her picture and she talked about Mallory who lost her battle with CF after a double lung transplant due to the resistant pathogen, Bisopatia. And as most of you know, her mother, Diane Shader Smith, released the book, Salt in My Soul, An Unfinished Life, which was a compilation of writings from Mallory's journal. This year, that moving book was transformed into a powerful documentary. Uh, and we are so lucky that the director of Salt in My Soul is with us, Will Battersby. We're so honored to have you here with us, Will, especially coming all the way from Ireland. So welcome. Hi, Siri. Thank you so much for having me. And um, I'm, I'm so honored to be here among such a kind of extraordinary group of people. And um, especially on this evening where you honor all of these, you know, amazing, amazing people. Um, so I first, you know, I read Mallory's book in 2019 um, and I was a complete CF newbie uh, and uh, was just blown away by, you know, her her particular bravery, her individual bravery. And what I've learned is, you know, really emblematic of this amazing community, um, you know, the amazing, the, the, the CF uh, patients, but also their families, um, their caregivers, uh, the, the entire community, you know, and, and um, I didn't quite understand what impact we were going to have when we made this film, you know, I set out to kind of um, honor that, that spirit right and I think that's you know everybody here knows what that spirit is you know that extraordinary kind of desire to live fully um and bravely and you know with with all of the love and extraordinary kind of you know and 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 also I think this is what CFRI embodies most is that uh desire for change right and that desire to to live with you know you know, the, the, the symptoms, the, the, you know, the reality of the disease, but also to really fight for, you know, tomorrow, right? And I think um, Mallory embodied that very specifically, her family embodied that, you know, with their extraordinary kind of rediscovery of phage therapy and, you know, all of the kind of, you know, you know what, what that has led to. And obviously Stephanie Strathy is such an integral part of that, you know, in, in, in what she helps Mallory's family kind of um, bring, bring to life and, you know, the, the changes that, Mallory's case has has brought um and um yeah so you know what was kind of an amazing thing for us was um we released the film earlier this year with CFRI as you know an absolutely kind of integral partner in that release um and we very much thought we were making a film about you know one young woman her reality her lessons and um you know and and we're obviously kind of thrilled to release that film into the CF community and what's been so extraordinary about this experience and you know and I'm sure it's the experience of so many of you is that um you know Gunnar Esaias and Boomer Esaias and Sun um and and Siri kind of saw the film and very quickly said you know this there's something bigger about this there's something kind of um you know indicative of, you know that this film kind of has um it has a lesson right about antimicrobial resistance and it's it's kind of broader uh application to the wider community and I think um you know what's what's so true of so many 
you know, these profound, you know, conditions like CF is that, um, you know, you can very much feel like you're living in a, in a bubble, right? And I think we very much felt with the film that, you know, we were making a film that, you know, might, might exist within that bubble, might have a kind of um, a, 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 an audience within that bubble. But what we saw uh, and, and, you know, what, what Siri and Gunner and all of these extraordinary people kind of uh, led us to was that really the, the lessons of this community are so broad and so wide and so profound. And, um, you know, and so what we've seen with the film is you know, it's it's a film about a young one young woman, right? A family in California living with this this condition, um, but its uh, its implications are so broad in terms of the antimicrobial resistance community. And you know, we've done screenings at you know Harvard, at Yale, at uh, you know, I think we're doing one at UPMC. We've done them at Columbia. Now the UK government has adopted the film and the experiences of this community. So we're doing uh, screenings at Oxford and Cambridge later on this year. Um, and um, Diane Shader-Smith, Mallory's mum, has done talks everywhere. And I think I think she's speaking on Sunday. And, um, you know, I think she just gave a talk at the White House. Amazingly enough, she's running uh, seminars for the CDC about the power of the patient voice. Um, and, you know, the, the film has been screened for every single member of Congress. Um, and I think what's been very, very moving for us is to sort of see that your experiences, right, the experience of this community, right, that which can feel very specific, right, and, and, you know, sort of, you know, in this little bubble, as I was saying, are actually really profound for the wider world, right, and I think, you know, it, it's, um, it's leading to this, um, hopefully, this giant legislative change, so there's something called the Pasteur Act, uh, which is aimed at um, addressing antimicrobial resistance, right, and the kind of, uh, the sort of uh, restructuring of the development of antibiotic development in this country and um, and actually not just this country but actually in the UK where I am in Ireland which is a giant hub obviously of, of CF sufferers but also you know CF research and phage research and um, that's where I am I'm in Cork at the moment very close to University uh, College of Cork which is a giant phage research center and um, it's um, it's been very moving right to, to take this very particular story, right? And and as so many of the people watching this, right, you're living, you know, your story, and um, to realize that actually, you know, your story can change the world, right? Mallory's story is changing the world, and it's very, um, it's very powerful and very moving. And um, you know, we're so uh, blessed to have the CFRI as a giant partner with us, and you know, in the release of this film. But now we're sort of, you know, it's. Um, it's like my third child, I have to say. I have two, I have two human children, I have this film. And um, this film is kind of going off into the world and you know, hopefully enacting all of this giant change. And you know, nobody, nobody boo or cheer, but you know, it's it's actually truly bipartisan change. You know, I I, I never thought I would cheer for certain members of Congress who have come into rooms and um, you know, really fought for this change and fought for the CF community and fought for people. Um you know, suffering and um, and and fought for kind of um, sensible change, and you know. Uh, so anyway, so it's 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 been um, an incredibly moving experience. Um, I won't ramble on any longer, Syria. I promise. But um, you know, I'm I'm so blessed to have made this film. I'm so blessed to have found this community. Um, you know, it really has changed my life. It's changed my family's life, and um, I think we're going to see the trailer from the film. Um, you know, and um, please 
you know, check it out, check us out, I, you know, on our website, you can always reach me, you can always reach Diane Shader-Smith, Mallory's mother, um, uh, she's speaking, I think, on Sunday at the conference, um, so tune in for her, she's, a, you know, the, the other thing I will just say very quickly, none of you need me to tell you this, but, um, you know, the CF families I've been blessed to meet are really the most extraordinary people I've ever met, right? Because it's that um, the most beautiful human quality of turning tragedy sometimes, possible tragedy, but into um, change, right? Into purpose. And um, and I think that's, you know, something that Siri embodies, you know, again, sorry, Siri, I'm going to keep just praising you and heaping praise on the CFRI, but I think that's the most valuable thing we can do, right? Is um, we take our experience and we try and make things better. We try and make the world better for others, ourselves, certainly. Um, and um, and it's been an absolute pleasure to make this film, have it out in the world. And, um, and thank you for having me as part of this. I'm not necessarily fearful of death but I do think that when you leave people behind that have fought so hard to keep you alive I think that would be devastating when all my hopes seem gone your love was always there I opened up in dark hi I'm Mallory Smith and I have cystic fibrosis she would write in it all the time. I wanted to read it, and she would not allow me. Every single decision that I make has a life or death significance to it. Um, and that's something that I don't want to convey, because I don't want people looking at me and pitying me or being scared that I'm going to drop dead or some, anything like that. She you know, took out her opinions and her feelings on her journal, clearly and then tried to just live a happy life. Uh, things seem to be getting worse instead of better. Seems like I'm resistant to the antibiotics. My boyfriend just left town and I miss him. That's all. people with CF are privy to secrets it takes most other people a lifetime to understand. How lucky we are to be alive. That we can leave behind a legacy when we go that will impact others. That simple things are often the most beautiful. That love and happiness are the most important things to strive for. Can I come? There we go. Will, there, every time I see that, I tear up. It is, it gives me chills. You have created such a beautiful film from such an amazing book by an incredible woman. So, what a gift to all of us that you took your art and uh, transformed it to the visual for everybody.
and you know, it's wonderful. We did have a partnership and we did have a grant from Vertex and a grant through, the, through Diane. And we were able to distribute, I don't know, I lost count, well, at least 1,200, maybe more uh, copies of the film at no cost to members of our international CF community. And that was just such a wonderful gift to give out. We felt like the salt in my soul fairies <laughs> to just share this with everybody. So I thank you for carrying the message. And, you know, we do a lot of advocacy. We always tell people when they do advocacy to um, tell your story that, you know, you don't have to like master all the big concepts, the political, you know, the bill numbers, etc. Just tell your story. That's the power. And, um, certainly Mallory took that to the nth degree. Diane has done so, you have done so, and you know, we all have a role. Our stories all matter and can make change. So thank you for being with us tonight. Thank you for all you've done. And I have a feeling you're gonna, you're, you're in this community forever, Will. <laughs> well, I'm, I'm thrilled. Thank you so much for welcoming me. Thank you, thank you, thank you. <sighs> well, it's hard to move on. <laughs> But we're going to keep going with the program, and I do want to continue to thank um, the people who have made this conference possible for all of us. And next, I want to thank Abby, and we have a brief message from Edna Davis um, of Abby. Abby, sorry. Hi everyone, I'm Edmi Davis and I'm thrilled to be with you today as you engage and connect in support of the cystic fibrosis community. For over 30 years, Abby has been committed to CF and offers a variety of resources and services to help support CF patients and their families, all of which can be accessed online. We offer CF Care Forward for nutritional and multivitamin support, financial and educational resources, and our Abby CF Scholarship Program to champion higher education for aspiring young minds. We are dedicated to working together to make a positive impact and find new ways to help the cystic fibrosis community. These resources were developed hand in hand with providers, patients, and caregivers to create innovative solutions for challenges experienced by those touched by CF. And many of these resources are available whether on an AMV medication or not. Because when it comes to CF, we're committed to more than just the medicine. We hope you enjoy this event and know we are here by your side, supporting this cause until CF stands for Cure Found. And thank you to our friends at AbbVie. And next, I want to recognize Gilead Sciences. And uh, we are really lucky that we have Eric Powell here with us in the house, so to speak, the virtual house. So I welcome you, Eric, to say a few words. Thank you so much, Siri. Really appreciate it. Um, hello to all the CFRI virtual conference attendees. I am Eric Powell, I'm the director of marketing for cystic fibrosis for Gilead. I want to congratulate and thank CFRI, Siri, and your team for your continued commitment to cystic fibrosis patients caregivers, providers, and CF community for over 35 years of providing this great education. It's been an honor for Gilead to be your neighbor just down the road and a partner of CFRI for over 10 years. At Gilead, our vision is to create a healthier world for all people 
And our mission is to discover, develop, and deliver innovative therapeutics for people with life-threatening diseases. As part of this mission, our commitment to cystic fibrosis patients, providers, and the community remains fully intact and will continue to provide uh, the same level of service to everybody. I did want to address if there are any CF care team members in attendance. I wanted to make you aware that we now have a virtual sales team that is available to help all CF care teams. If you'd like to be put in contact with a member of this team, you can contact me. My email is epalagilia.com. So please feel free to reach out. And thanks again. And I hope everybody enjoyed the conference. Thanks, Terry. Thank you, Eric. Thanks for being here live. Definitely. <laughs> Bye. So, we'll see each other soon. We are lucky to have companies that are close. So next, I'd like to recognize uh, Kiezi, another wonderful partner uh, to CFRI. And Kiezi is a proud diamond sponsor. And so we have a brief word from our friends at Kiezi. Hello to everyone participating in the CFRI virtual conference this year. My name is Eleanor Shepard, and I'm happy to be part of the team from Chiesi USA. I hope you are all enjoying the conference as much as we are. At Chiesi, our primary focus is on people, the people we serve in the healthcare community and the people whose lives are touched by our products and services. Through global resources for research and development, Chiesi is moving forward in the field of cystic fibrosis. Individually and as a company, everyone at Chiesi is patient-focused and dedicated to greater healthcare success. We look forward to bringing you even more advances and innovations in the future. It has been great interacting with all of you so far. Enjoy the rest of the conference. Thank you. And lastly, but certainly not least, I want to thank our friends at Ionis Pharmaceuticals for their support. Um, we recognize them for their partnership and their support of the entire rare disease community. And so before we get back to the fun of the awards, I do want to thank the exhibitors who are here. They also provide just key support for this conference and also they are here and accessible for you to touch base with. So we thank Alcrest Therapeutics, ELOX, Foundation Care Pharmacy, which is Nicaria Health Solution, Maxor, Beatrice Pharmaceuticals, and uh, Walgreens Alliance Rx, Walgreens Prime. And we also have organizational exhibitors, and I hope you've gone to see their booths. The uh, CF Roundtable is here, the Cystic Fibrosis Engagement Network, which is a group of six of us, CF uh, patient advocacy groups. We're sharing a booth there. And then there's a booth uh, with Emily's entourage, and we are so thrilled that Emily Kramer-Golenkoff will be speaking tomorrow um, to close out the conference. You don't want to miss that. And of course, we thank the Roxy F Foundation, which is also generously supporting our dance party. And so in a little bit, we'll hear from our friend Emily Schaller, founder of Roxy F. So now we get to move back to the awards. And uh, each the, week, the next two awards are the Volunteer of the Year Award and the Professional of the Year. And the way we do this, we solicit nominees from the national CF community. So those of you who receive the e-newsletter or on, follow us on social media, you'll see call for nominations. So the, the nominations are submitted to CFRI and then the, they're, they're given to a panel of judges. And the, that panel is comprised of the winners of the awards for the past five years. So there's always a panel of 10 people that are make, making these uh, decisions, which are always 
brutally difficult, so I appreciate the panel. <laughs> so the judges' collective rankings determine the year's honorees. So the first award to be presented is the David Stuckert Memorial Volunteer of the Year Award. And David was a phenomenal CFRI volunteer, um, an adult with CF. He served as president of the board, edited CFRI's very first newsletter, offered unflagging support for the um, annual conferences, then the CF camps, and then later retreat. David died of CF in 1989 while in his late 20s. In his short lifetime, he never stopped working toward a cure, nor support, supporting those around him living with CF. And so this award is named in his honor. The recipient of this year's Dave Stuckert Memorial Volunteer of the Year Award is my dear friend, Anna Payne. <laughs> An adult with CF, Anna's involvement with CFRI began in earnest in 2018 when she participated in CFRI's externally-led patient-focused drug development meeting with the FDA. Since then, she served on CFRI's CF Adult Advisory Committee, where she's actively involved with committee activities. And then last year, at the young age of 34, Anna was diagnosed with stage four colon cancer. She has been a vocal advocate for a change to the recommended age for first colonoscopy screening for those with CF, and has participated in CFRI podcasts, public service announcements, a newsletter and blog articles on this topic. And in addition to her work with CFRI, she also serves on the Pennsylvania Rare Disease Advisory Council. I believe she, it was the, she was one of the first members where she provides a voice for those with CF in the rare disease uh, community at the state level. She also is an elected official. She serves as an elected town supervisor and works for the Bucks County, uh, works for Bucks County, Pennsylvania. Anna is an amazing person who inspires me and all who know her. She's taken her very frightening diagnosis and used it to educate others with hopes they will avoid her fate. Uh, we are delighted, Anna, to present you with the Dave Stuckert Memorial Volunteer of the Year Award. Congratulations. Well, thank you. I um, am extremely humbled to receive uh, an award from the community. Uh, unfortunate circumstances have um, obviously caused the uh, awareness and advocacy efforts that I've been making over the last year to change the guidelines for screening. I don't want anyone else to have to walk in my shoes. I literally, it was a year ago, July 21st. So I just had my one year cancer anniversary uh, of still being here. Um, and I promise to keep um, yelling with my bullhorn uh, until we make some change. And I hope that at the very end of the day, my story can help educate other uh, CF patients in the community about how we're gonna, we have to be our own advocates uh, right now that you heard earlier uh, from about the presentation about cancer. It doesn't sound like anybody is going to change those recommendations as soon as needed, in my opinion. Uh, so I hope that together we can make that change. Sometimes change has to come from the bottom up. So we have to be our own advocates. Um, our parents, our friends, our family, they're the ones who are gonna have to uh, help us raise the issue so that we can see some real change. Uh, so I just wanna say thank you so much. It means a lot to me to uh, be presented with this award from the community. Um, and I can't thank you all enough and let's keep Let's keep making change. Uh, 
together we can we can make uh, things better for future generations. And we're gonna continue to do that. So thank you. Oh, Anna, if only you could hear everybody clapping. <laughs> thank you so much for all you have done. It's just been remarkable. And I will say anybody who knows Anna knows that she's hysterically funny. <laughs> So through this incredible battle, and I think, in fact, she's in the middle of a round of chemo, um, she has just managed to literally lift up other people and motivate other people. So thank you. And for those who haven't seen him, we have her podcast in which she tells her story. Um, and I just love it. She says, this is my story. This doesn't have to be your story. And uh, just really powerful, Anna. You are, you are changing lives. So I thank you for that. And congratulations. Thank you. So well deserved. Thank you. So next, I have the great honor of presenting the CF Professional of the Year Award. And uh, a career in CF poses unique demands. And despite all the incredible advances in research and treatment, uh, it's still a field fraught with setbacks and a lot of heartache. Our annual Professional of the Year Award honors our professional colleagues who remain steadfast in their commitment to improve the lives of those with CF. And this award celebrates their dedication as well as their excellence in the field. The recipient of this year's CF Professional of the Year Award is being honored in recognition of his longstanding career in the world of cystic fibrosis. Until his retirement, uh, Dr. Dennis Nielsen was Chief of Pediatric Pulmonary Medicine and Director of the CF Center at UCSF Benioff Children's Hospital in San Francisco. He's an extraordinary clinician, a dedicated researcher. Dr. Nielsen received his MD from the University of Utah, and because he's an overachiever, he also received his PhD in physical chemistry. <laughs> he was a resident and fellow at UC San Francisco. He's been a principal investigator or participating investigator on a variety of grants from the NIH and CFF and other agencies. And his scholarly work has covered a wide range of topics from epithelial ion transport to emerging small molecule therapies for CF to disparities in outcomes for Latino patients with CF. He has done much to advance the understanding of the disease and to enhance the quality of life of his patients. Dr. Nielsen has long been a strong supporter of CFRI, serving on our research advisory committee for many years, and he makes himself available to speak at CFRI events, including conferences. We are so delighted to honor you, Dr. Nielsen, as CFRI's 2022 profession, CF Professional of the Year. Congratulations. Well, Terry, um, gosh, uh, thank you very much. Um, this was an honor that was completely unexpected. Uh, as you mentioned, I am retired now, um, although I still fortunately uh, am working with the Research Advisor Committee at CFRI, which has allowed me to continue to hopefully keep up to date on what's happening in the CF world and uh, to, to contribute in a small way to what's uh, what's happening through, through this wonderful organization. Um, you know, CF has been a great gift to me. Um, I think I've always wanted to, in some way, make the world a little better 
than how I found it. And over decades of working with the CF population, um, I think that's happened. And it wasn't all planned. Um, so I can't take a lot of credit for it, but you know, this community has given me so much. Uh, I've learned so much about courage from getting to know families and patients who deal with CF, um, working with very bright people in basic and clinical research over the years uh, who have made astounding progress in the treatment of CF. And one of the things, you know, that I used to tell my patients um, several decades ago is that I wouldn't retire until we had uh, a cure or something very close to it for CF. And, you know, I, I don't think I'm clairvoyant, but I was able to keep that promise. Uh, I think the modulators have been a huge advance for the vast majority of people with CF. Uh, and to have been a, a, even had a very small part in the development of those things is a gift that um, I'll never be able to repay. So thank you again uh, for this great honor and uh, keep on keeping on. There's another 10% to take care of. Thank you and congratulations. And I have to share that um, when UCSF had an education day and it was the first one they had offered completely in Spanish for all the CF families for whom Spanish is the first language. And so um, most of the presentations, you know, parts of the CF team would speak and there'd be a translator there and they were having simultaneous translation. And I was quite impressed when Dr. Nielsen marched up to the podium and gave like an hour long presentation on CFTR modulators fully in Spanish. <laughs> it was great. <laughs> so, and I just think that just showed, you know, what, how committed you were to your patients um, to do that and just all the good work you've done. So for many, many reasons, you are so worthy of this award and we are so happy to bestow it upon you. Congratulations. Thank you. So now we have one award left. Several years ago, CFRI's board of directors initiated the Paul M. Quinton Cystic Fibrosis Research Legacy Award to recognize the accomplishments of CFRI-funded researchers whose work has impacted the field, increased our understanding of the disease, and advanced our ability to, pro uh, to progress in our search for a cure. It was most fitting that this award was named in honor of our dear friend, Paul Quinton, whose discovery of chloride impermeability in CF advanced the understanding of the disease in this hugely significant way. And we all owe a debt of gratitude to Paul or Dr. Quinton for his pivotal work. He was, of course, the first honoree of his namesake award. And since then, it has been bestowed upon other legendary researchers, including Jeff Wine, Alan Verkman, Beata Illich, and Jonathan Whittacombe. It's a big deal. <laughs> we are very, very fortunate to have Paul Quinton here with us to bestow the award on another inspiring researcher. Paul, take it away. Well, this is truly an honor, uh, a, a great honor. And uh, 
thank you for inviting me to do this again, because I don't know, Siri is always very good at uh, making me blush. So, <laughs> so if you can't tell I'm blushing, but uh, anyway, it truly is an honor to do this. And I am very, very pleased and happy to uh, <clears throat> introduce Dr. Rick Moss as the recipient of, uh, of this award. And I won't uh, go into great detail, but I will just say that I, in, in looking over his uh, career, I realized that he and I had several things in common about half a half uh, a century ago. And <laughs> I'm a little older than he is, but not much. <laughs> and that is, uh, I guess you wouldn't believe it by looking at him, but he was an old hippie, you know, with long hair and <laughs> protesting the Vietnam War and uh, he was a great fan of music, and Bob, Bob Dylan. And, you know, we had these, these nice things in common. <laughs> but uh, no, in my view, I think uh, if, there is a, if there's a model physician, it's, it's Rick, Dr. Moss. He is uh, incredibly sensitive to his, his patients. And probably the most uh, glorifying thing that one could say is that he's incredibly generous with his time. And that's a theme that has occurred over and over with his attention to his patients and the way he treats them. So it doesn't go beyond uh, uh, saying that he is a model physician. So he gives care. He's also an excellent teacher. He's taught interns and residents and other uh, fellow uh, physicians. And he's also a research investigator especially in the immunosystem and in phages. And um, he's also very interested in clinical, uh, uh, clinical research and testing what we do. So uh, without going further, let me turn that back over to, to uh, Siri and she can embellish what I said, I think much better. So thank you and congratulations, uh, Rick. I really am honored, very honored. Well, you said so much, but I, I am happy always to sing Rick's, Dr. Moss's praises. He is such a phenomenal, phenomenal physician. And I have to say my daughter went to Stanford. Dr. Moss was not her physician, but we ended up interacting. But really I came to know uh, him more through CFRI. And I always thought it was interesting that for this incredible clinician, incredible researcher, his first sort of volunteer study committee gig with CFRI was on our CF quality of life committee. And I think that says everything about Rick, that he is so invested in the whole person, the whole patient, and that it did not see it as just the, the disease, but the whole person and the mental health of each person and their quality of life. And I've always been so grateful to you for that. And um, he is served on that committee. He serves on our board of directors, provides just wonderful insights, expertise, leadership. Um, and I, you know, anybody who watches our podcast, <laughs> you just have to tip your hat to Dr. Moss for becoming the sort of national resident CF and COVID expert. And uh, we actually did an advocacy film in which we talked about the things we had done for advocacy through COVID. And we said, you know, 
educational podcast on COVID and CF. And it was like, Rick, Rick, Rick. <laughs> it was like this montage because I think he did a total of 15 or 16 podcasts on this issue. And I'm telling you, I would send him a list of like 30 questions and he would research them all and answer. Just so generous, as he said, Paul, with his time. And it was because it wasn't about him. It really was this dedication to community and providing support. And so for all you do in the many ways that you enhance the lives of people with CF, um, you are so deserving of this. Thank you. Thank you, Dr. Moss. And now I'll give you the mic. <laughs> Thank you so much, Siri, and thank you, Paul. Paul, what continent are you on? This guy's got homes in North America, <laughs> South America, and Europe. I don't even Actually, know. Actually, well, I am sitting here in San Diego, thank you. And you don't need to tell about all my vagabond travels. <laughs> anyway, um, uh, getting an award from you is, is a unique thing. Uh, and having this award named for you is, uh, is the greatest honor I've had uh, in my career, taking care of folks with CF, uh, teaching and, and doing research. Uh, this is a, a research award. And, um, you know, I, I ran a lab for, for over 25 years. I was continuously funded and we did, a, we did research uh, focusing, as Paul mentioned, on the interaction of CF as a genetic disease with the immune system. Uh, very difficult area. We still have not unraveled all those secrets. Um, something that I, I got into very early in my career as a fellow uh, coming out to the West Coast. My first CF patient uh, occurred when I was an intern in Chicago back in 1975. So I've had this sort of ability to watch the evolution of CF from a very dark and challenging situation to one where there is results for the vast majority of patients and great hope for the rest. And I have no doubt that we will in fact uh, reach the final goal of a true cure. And in the meantime, we've really been able to make the lives of everyone with CF a little bit better, some more than others, but in many cases, very significantly. And in terms of research, even though I had that lab experience and we published a lot uh, in that area, I would have to say my most um, satisfying research has really been in the area of what's called translational research, where you take findings from basic scientists like Paul Quinton and Jeff Wine, Alan Verkman, Ada Illick, and uh, John Whittacombe, and bring them into the clinic to actually provide medicines for patients. And that involves these interactions with industry that you've heard about during this hour. And I've been involved with all these companies and many more over the years. But the important thing about that is that um, this isn't something that I did. This is, if I had any talent, it was an ability to attract some incredible people and retain them. And I, I think we built, in my mind, one of the great uh, clinical research teams in, in the world and we're able to offer our patients real hope, whether or not it panned out in participating in clinical research from phase one all the way to post-marketing uh, studies in phase four. And that has resulted in the transformation of the lives of so many patients, but that's something that I could not even begin to approach myself. It really 
was with all the people that were helping out, the staff, the clinical research coordinators, the nurses, my colleague physicians, and most of all, the patients and their families. So this, is, this award is really for all of you. And um, it's a reflection of the community. And I think uh, that's been the greatest joy of all. So thank you again for this tremendous honor and uh, keep on keeping on as been said here before. Congratulations. I wish, this is the only thing, I love that people from all across the world can be listening and watching, but what makes me sad is that you can't hear the clapping. <laughs> so it's a universal applause for all four of our awardees and Dr. Moss, just so, so deserving of this award. Thank you for all you do. Thank you. So uh, let's see, we have, we're, we're doing well with our time here. And I kind of want to close this out with Emily Schaller. So before we do that, I don't know if I'm going to throw off our wonderful hosts here if we um, queued up the advocacy film, um, because I do just want to make a plug for all that we do in the advocacy realm. And actually, Emily's on the screen right now, and that's great because we do a lot of advocacy together. <laughs> and it is you know, the, the voice of the community that matters. And uh, tomorrow's gonna be a great day because we are having uh, Diane Shader-Smith speak. We're also having Jacob Fraker speak, who an adult with CF, who was the aide to a state senator here in California, was CFRI's former legislative aide. Uh, analysts. So we're going to talk about tomorrow ways for people to plug in. But in the meantime, I thought if we have that film queued up, we'll show that. And then I'm going to bring it back to Emily because, you know, every party gets started with Emily's energy. <laughs>
I love that movie. <laughs> I feel like it encapsulates so much of what we do in just a very short amount of time. And of course, I'm going to have to update the statistics, right, Emily? Because this week, the CFF updated the numbers. So 40,000 people diagnosed with CF in the US and 105,000 people diagnosed in, across the globe, though we know that is probably a significant undercount. But so every voice matters, get engaged with CFRI or also get engaged with the Roxy F Foundation. <laughs> Emily, it, what's it, up? Do you want to introduce yourself? Tell us your story. Oh, all right, here we go. I'm coming at you live from Paul's home in Europe. Uh, thanks, Paul, for the hospitality here. <laughs> um, I'm Emily Schaller, 40 years old with cystic fibrosis. Uh, based in Detroit and run the Roxy F Foundation. Uh, privileged to work with Siri and all the other nonprofits and pharmas. Uh, we do a pretty good job in the CF community about uh, building teams and working together to advocate and push clinical trials and just encourage each other. So it's always awesome to connect with you guys. Um, yeah, I, I think you guys have had a good couple of days. I know I tuned in today and saw all you smart uh, scientists talking about things and then texting with Devin about even uh, better science things like, was that the mRNA colonic? Is that what we talked about earlier? Yeah. I don't suggest Googling that. Um, but yeah, it's been a great uh, few days. I know there's nothing better than being there in person. Hopefully we can do that soon because at the end of tonight, we normally get together, have a drink, have a cookie or several cookies and then hit that dance floor and go wild, followed by an in and out stop usually. Paul, I, Paul used to sneak cookies right off that uh, dessert table. I know how he rolls. But uh, we'll get there eventually. I know it because there's nothing better than closing down tonight after these awesome awards celebrating all these great volunteers and people who put so much work and service into our community. Uh, we kick it off and we close down the night with an awesome dance party where everybody's sweaty. We're singing. We don't have voices in the morning, but Still, we champion and get up the next morning, tomorrow morning, and join the conference. Uh, we're not there together this year, but tonight we are going to have a dance party, and the Roxy F Foundation is sponsoring it, as always. So I think now is when we encourage everyone to go over to the... Yeah, so this will conclude the awards. I do thank Emily and the Roxy F Foundation for sponsoring this. And I will say the dance parties came about because Emily came, she had presented at the conference. We had this really fun awards evening and then it was over and we we're like, uh, now what? And she said, you know, we really need to have a dance party. I'm like, I am game to dance anytime. And that was oh, yeah. the beginning of what has now become kind of a legendary event at each uh, in-person conference. So for those of you who have never done a Zoom dance party, um, you think it's awkward standing in front of your laptop dancing, <laughs> but when you've got a whole screen of people doing it, it somehow normalizes and becomes really fun. So I do encourage those of you who are not shy to join us in the other room. But in the meantime, this has been a lovely award celebration. Again, I wish we were all together, mainly so that these incredible awardees could hear the raucous cheering in celebration of all your incredible contributions to our community. We are so very grateful to you. And uh, we wish everybody a very good night and see you on the dance floor. <laughs> Goodbye, everybody.